This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined on this Thursday, April the 22nd, by recruiting analyst Hank South. Hank, of course, always a busy individual for us there at BamaOnline.com, but especially the case here coming off A-Day 2021, going into A-Day, you had a commitment during the latter stages of last week from Jaheim Oates, the big defensive lineman from the state of Mississippi. Some momentum, Hank, for the Crimson Tide going into A-Day. Doesn't sound like there was a commitment, at least not publicly anyway, but still a great thing to be talking about visitors of any kind in relation to an A-Day of any kind after the one-year hiatus. Yeah, it felt like a, a pretty normal A-Day, um, all things considered. Uh, I think in the end, there was five, 20, five 2022 five-star recruits on campus. That's including a pair of Bama commits um, and, and a handful of 2023 five-star recruits. So it was your pretty normal um, as far as heavyweight visitors list. That, that was the case, but obviously – um, it is still a dead period. They they couldn't have that normal visit experience where, you know, they're getting the tours, they're they're hanging out in the locker room or, you know, they're meeting with Nick Saban. Uh, it was more of just they're going to the game and then maybe hanging out with some of the players and then they're leaving. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, catching up with a lot of these kids that that went, uh, they all, you know, doted on the atmosphere. You know, they, they were very impressed. Um, you know, obviously, you know, when you, when you got a 50 percent full stadium, yeah, you know, wait till they see in the fall, you know, that, that's really going to impress them. Um, I, I would imagine. So that, that's every single one of them I talked to talked about the atmosphere and how it was so electric. Um, and again, you know, these kids haven't seen a, a normal game in a while. So, uh, obviously that, that was probably, uh, something to see, especially that being, I guess, what was it? The biggest crowd since, uh, the start of the pandemic anywhere. So, um, that, that was big. Um, a lot of positive feedback. Um, you know, we saw guys like Walter Nolan, the five-star defensive tackle from Tennessee, make his way down. Michael Williams, the five-star defensive lineman from Georgia drive over. Um, so it, it, it was a pretty loaded group. You know, you had Ty Simpson there, Alabama's quarterback commit. He was, he was working on some guys, Emmanuel Henderson, the, the five-star running back commit. He was doing the same. Um, so, you know, I, I think, this is a good little, uh, you know, building block in, into the summer as far as, you know, when visits happen then, as far as, you know, building some momentum, getting some interest in, in guys getting out on visits. Um, you know, I, I think overall it, it went really well for, you know, the, the circumstances we're in. Yeah, it's almost as if you could envision something along the lines of a summer voluntary fi- uh, Pascal 
workout where the quarterback typically takes over the reins and tries to organize and maybe get guys together to make those type of things happen was there that sort of effort by any of these Alabama commitments for 2022 to you know go out of their way or at least you know pre plan some ways in which they could interact with some guys that were coming into town you know, I, I think Ty Simpson is doing a lot of that. Um, you know, he, he's pretty, um, you know, soft-spoken. He, he doesn't say too much about it, but um, I actually have a story coming up with him later this week, um, kind of who, who he's talking to. But I, I think, you know, I think he's worked on Walter Nolan a lot. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, him having convinced Walter Nolan to go check out the game or, or come down, both being guys in uh, uh, Tennessee guys. Um, so, you know, I think there's that, um, and I, I think we'll see him, you know, continue to do that even when visits open back up is, you know, Hey, come check out Alabama, come, um, take a visit down here with me and, you know, see what we can build. Um, so I think he, he's been big in that Emmanuel Henderson. Uh, I think he was big with, uh, Michael Williams coming over from Georgia. I know that I think that they're, they're pretty close. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he, he knows a lot of guys, um, Robert Woodyard, you know, he brought up, uh, Shamar James with him from Mobile. They're, they're close friends down, um, in South Alabama. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there's some efforts there, but I, I think a lot of it too was just, you know, guys wanted to come out and see Alabama, uh, that have been recruited by them for so long, had an opportunity to come see a game in somewhat of a normal atmosphere. And I think they kind of jumped on it. Yeah, these guys are, you know, they're itching for some semblance of normalcy. And a lot of guys that during the younger, you know, during a few, three years ago, they probably saw older guys that went through the recruiting process with Alabama and other places and thought, man, this is going to be cool. Going into my senior year, I'm going to have these spring game experiences. I'm going to have these summer camps. uh, And they haven't been able to experience to that extent. So, any semblance of uh, something that they thought was going to be in play at this stage of their recruitments, I'm sure is pretty attractive to them right now. Hey, uh, one thing we do know is that the official visit tracker is back up and running there at BamaOnline.com. You mentioned Shamar James, the four-star athlete from Faith Academy down in Mobile, the association with Robert Woodyard already committed uh, for Alabama at the linebacker position. Uh, it looks like, too, according to Brian Doan of 247sports.com, anyway, Hank, that Alabama up in the Northeast involved with an elite edge defender that appears to have set his official visit date with the Crimson Tide. Yeah, um, everyone probably remembers it from earlier in the, uh, I guess it was this year. I don't know, it feels like a while ago, but Nye White from uh, Philadelphia, he set an official visit. And again, you know, he, he tweeted about them yesterday. And I actually, I had to apologize for Brian Doan. I didn't realize he had reported this already, like about a month ago, <laughs> that uh, Nye White had an official visit date set for Alabama on June 18th. Uh, he's going to a few other schools as well. But the Bama date was set for June 18th through June 20th, um, third weekend of June. Um, and he's a guy Bim has been after for a while. He, we have him rated, um, 24 seven sports that is, has him rated as the number one weak side defensive end in the class. I feel like every cycle we see Bama assigned that position, the number one weak side defensive end. I think it was Dallas Turner in 2020, you know, Chris Braswell, uh, 2019, sorry, Dallas Turner was 2021, but, uh, that, that's a position Bama, you know, those edge guys, Bama usually recruits very well. And they seem to be doing that, uh, with Eni White, um, this cycle, 
uh, he, he had a Zoom uh, earlier this year with Nick Saban that he recorded and put on his Instagram that kind of went viral. Yes. And there was a lot of there was a lot of discussion over that over whether you know that was cool or he shouldn't have done that or <laughs> whatnot. But regardless, it was really fascinating to see that you know to see Nick Saban and kind of in his element recruiting um, a five-star recruit like like Yenai. So um, yeah, he's got one set. You know, we're gonna and again, you know, Bama <clears throat> they typically like to get their official visitors on campus. They're big guys um, after the season. You know, we've seen them do summer official visits, you know, ever since uh, the official visits have been open in the spring and summer. We've seen them take advantage of that. But, you know, usually they, they always like to get guys close to close to decision day as well. Um, so we'll see how, how hard they push to get all these guys in this summer. You know, a lot of schools are kind of just going pedal to the metal to, to get all these visits in. I guess that's one strategy if you look at it, you know, hope, you know, if visits ever were to close again. You know, you, you get your official visits in. But at the same time you know, there's, there's schools waiting to kind of, uh, for the season as well. So we'll see how, how, how busy as far as the official visit slate is this summer, but there's, there's a handful of guys that, that are setting them with Alabama. Yeah. Uh, it looks like white from Philadelphia. That's uh Christian Barmore territory from a few years back. So interesting to see the Crimson Tide working up in the Northeast. We mentioned Jaheim Otis committing, last week and so when we come back with hank south recruiting analyst for us there at bamaonline.com we'll ask him to go more in depth on some potential commitments to ua in the not too distant future we'll do that with hank south when the bama online podcast returns right after this get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Hank, no pressure as we return here on the Bama Online Podcast. And by the way, if you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? It's free. It's simple as a click or two. And you can ensure that whenever one of these babies drops, it's going to go directly to your smartphone, your device of preference. Wherever you consume podcasts, you're going to be able to pick up the Bama Online Podcast quite Easily. All right, Hank, uh, we talked about Jaheim Otis and his commitment pushing Alabama for the class of 2022, the cycle of 2022 to six commitments last week. I know in the days that followed, you issued your next five most likely to commit right there on the website for us at BamaOnline.com. Interesting because in today's sort of recruiting approach you have to take so many different angles I guess with the transfer portal and then also with guys that maybe extend their recruitments beyond the February signing date like we've seen uh, in this particular cycle so you know it's a nice mix you had there in terms of guys that are still on the board for Alabama with 2022 and it looks like you still have Henry Toa Toa the Tennessee linebacker transfer right there at the top of that list, especially in the wake of the D1 Council for the NCAA ruling in favor of immediate eligibility for one-time transfers. 
Yeah, it, it feels weird to still be, you know, usually you have the class put to bed by this point in, in the in the spring, you know, you're looking forward to the the next class, but you know, Bama's still, you know, there's still guys out there. I mean, two very elite guys out there um that that could uh that are still in play. Um Henry Toa Toa, like you said, the 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 transfer rule passed, so it's kind of all eyes are now on, you know, whether the SEC allows immediate eligibility for interconference transferring, which, you know, it, it seems like they will, but there's been no official word yet um, as far as um, whether they whether they will or not. Uh, and I think that's kind of where we're still at with Henry Toto as far as, you know, just seeing if that's going to happen. Um, I, I think the two schools that have the chance here, Alabama and Ohio State, uh, you know, if, if for some reason the SEC doesn't allow it, you know, I, I think we'll see him end up at Ohio State. Um, somebody on our board mentioned Miami being in it. Um, haven't heard that as much, but you know, that that's a possibility as well. But, uh, I, I still think this is Bama's, you know, recruitment to, uh, to kind of lose, um, you know, depending on how this rule goes. So included Henry T, um, as far as decision timeline, I think it just waits on that vote at least. Um, you know, uh, so we'll see there JT Tuimolo. I think that'll be June before we know anything. Um, he, he's kind of stuck to that timeline. Everyone kind of wants to hear something, but I mean, all along he said he's not in a rush, so it's not a huge shock that you know he's still uncommitted. Um, June visits are going to open back up. Um, he, he hopes to take his five officials. He was actually, I think, he went to Oregon's spring practice last weekend, uh, sat in the stands. Um, I think he did Washington the week before, so he's kind of checking out some schools, the schools in his top five, um, where he can. Um, so, you know, we're keeping an eye on him. I, I think, again, similar to Henry Toa Toa, it's, it's Alabama and Ohio State that kind of have the edge. And then the West Coast schools trying to do their best to keep up. Um, but beyond that, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see whether Bama kind of, you know, kind of pulls back, not pulls back, but, you know, not really push to get guys to commit here over the next, you know, five or six weeks. Wait for that camp season to see these guys in person, because we know we're going to have some semblance of camps and, and workouts we know i mean it's going to happen um so I'm, I'm curious to see whether you know we we you know we see bama wait to to push for guys or wait to accept commitments um obviously there's guys that you know have the chance to commit um i included a guy like elijah pritchett the four-star offensive lineman from uh from georgia just uh you know across the river there um he he he's a guy that was on campus for a day um he, he's bama's been pushing pretty hard for him um, at this point, I think he has the opportunity to join the class if he wants to. He told me he's going to commit in July, but he seems also like a guy that's going to they could just decide to to pop one day. It's always interesting in the spring and kind of early parts of the summer is, you know, guys can have a timeline and then they just decide to commit. Like It's always kind of a weird time of year where decision dates don't really mean much. Um, and then, you know, I kind of stuck in state for the other two on my list. Shamar James from Mobile. We just talked about um, coming on campus for a day. And then Amari Kelly, the the receiver target from Hewitt Trustville, you know, when, when there aren't really many decision dates set or there's not really a clear picture of, uh, you know, who could be next. You know, so I think it's always safe to kind of lean towards in-state guys that, you know, are very familiar with Alabama, uh, maybe even coming off a visit like these two guys were um, as far as guys that could just decide to, to go ahead and pop. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and again, you know, I make these lists sometimes and then you see a guy like Jaheim Otis commit. <laughs> he wasn't on the list. So, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's always a fun time of year to cover recruiting. You have our 24 seven sports.com has Shamar James of mobile as an athlete They have Amari Kelly uh, as an athlete. I see where you noted that Kelly is being recruited as a receiver by Alabama. Is James a receiver himself, or is he more of a defensive side of the ball target? 
With Alabama, he's more on the defensive side, and I think most schools are recruiting him on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it, it's been he's been recruited as an outside linebacker um, for for Bama, um, and I was told, you know, I talked to his um, the the guy he trains with in in Mobile a lot, and they they were up at A Day with him, um, and he was saying, you know, they were just loving watching Deontay um, Deontay Lawson uh, play on on Saturday, and obviously, you know, they're close with him being from Mobile as well, so. That stuck out to him a lot. Um, obviously, you know, Bim has signed loaded linebackers classes. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to take a, uh, uh, you know, recruit to kind of see that and come into it. You know, they, they you, you got to kind of probably like their competitive edge to, to come into, you know, what Bim has signed the last two cycles um, and, and compete. So I, I think Shamar James kind of fits that profile. Um, and, you know, I think he's very high in Alabama. Is there a specific position right now when you look at this 2022 class that moving forward at least there might be more emphasis on than some others or do you think it's just going to be this sort of continued spreading of the wealth across the roster position-wide for this Alabama program yeah you know I was actually thinking about this earlier this week just with this new transfer rule and and everything you almost have to treat every position as a priority I feel like going forward just because you don't know what could happen with roster turnover you know come you know it's into the spring now as far as practices go but just really anytime throughout the year Um, but you know with saying that I I think defensive line is a big priority and we've seen them hit on it with Walter Bob and and Jaheim Otis I I don't think they're going to slow down you know you've got big targets in the state of Alabama whether it be Curtis Perry Justice Finkley you got big targets out uh, you know whether it be Walter Nolan Amari Abor out of Texas so I think that's that's a that's a really big emphasis area but um, again you know I I think we're you know we've seen them recruit heavy across the board you know linebacker they're still going hard after we've seen them recruit a handful of running backs um you know you have Manuel Henderson committed more of an athlete but obviously rated a five-star running back um but we've still you know seen them offer running backs press running backs um that's been a big area and then um you know elsewhere as well so yeah I I think you know mostly Bim is pretty good about spreading it out but if I had to pick one spot I think defensive line is an area they're really working to, to hit on and never too early Never too early, as you noted on the roundtable, by the way, to go ahead and start thinking about 2025s down the road, apparently. Uh-huh. A self-reported offer for the class of 2025. Uh, this one from the state of Florida. DJ Pickett, apparently, a 6'2", 6'3", safety. Uh, also plays some wide receiver, I guess, on the high school level. Uh, wow, a kid that's, I guess, going to be a ninth grader this year. But never too early, though, right, Hank? Yeah, it's always funny to see these because sometimes, you know, th- these guys report early offers and, you know, they don't work out. They kind of fizzle and you don't hear about them much again. But, uh, like, I, I was thinking, like, thinking in the state of Florida, I remember this, ha- I guess this was 2016, a uh, kid named Evan Neal tweeted out a Bama offer, then committed. <laughs> and we're all kind of scrambling, like, who's Evan Neal? Who's this kid? Uh, you confirm that he actually had an offer and, and he did commit to Alabama as I think just finished his ninth grade season. Uh, it's just, it's, it's funny to look back on. And of course, Evan Neal future first round offensive tackle. So uh, yeah, we'll see how DJ Pickett pans out. That's, that's the first offer I've seen reported in the class of 2025. Um, he has, he's reported other offers from Florida, Florida state. So um, it seems like there's, there's legitimate interest, but uh, you know, probably a guy that they're going to want to keep evaluating over the course of, his entire high school career once he gets to high school. So. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Leonard Fournette, Dylan Moses territory 
when yep. we start talking about the class of 2025. Well, Hank, as always, we appreciate the time here on the Bama Online Podcast. Always great stuff with us there at BOL. Hank South does just an absolutely tremendous job for us in covering Crimson Tide recruiting for the 247sports.com network. Thanks, as always, Hank. Anytime. Thanks, Travis. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Keep it locked to BOL for coverage of all things Crimson Tide, and we'll talk to you again real soon. So long, everybody. <laughs>